What's up, everybody? This is Kelly from Rising Convert, and you're listening to Rising Convert Podcast. More people than ever are converting to Islam, and lots of people are investing in themselves these days. That's what they're craving. I am a Muslim convert, and I am sitting down to storytell my personal experiences in this life as a Muslim, and will, inshallah, lead conversations with diverse people to bring you episodes that are thought-provoking, that are relevant and raw, to not only promote personal empowerment and growth in the choices that you make, but to also strip away any barriers and, and judgment. You don't have to be a Muslim to be listening in to this podcast. This is for you. This is for all of us. So we can continue to take advantage of the opportunities that we have in this life and take action on the things that serve us. This podcast is all about lifestyle and other things. Welcome to another episode of Rising Convert. Uh, this is all about change and new doubts. Um, I know that I've experienced some doubts along the way of becoming a Muslim. Um, and I mean, I did make a change, somewhat of a change in my life, converted into a new religion. I would see that as a change. And um, so in this space, I just want to talk about the things that motivate me to continue to move forward when things get tough. Uh, when things did get tough for me as a Muslim specifically. Um, and then just kind of share with you all like a little bit about how it is that I I stay motivated to continue to uh, move forward uh, when certain things get in the way and start maybe consuming my mind and I start heading into a, like a direction of downward like spiral. So if you're with me on that, this is what this podcast is, session is going to be about. So yeah, change. I mean, I experienced having doubt uh, being like instilled in me when I first shared with a friend about becoming a Muslim um, and converting to Islam. And he was, he was a really close buddy of mine. And I remember it was after work and we were having this awesome, fun conversation. It was very playful. And then I just kind of like worked it in there. And because there was a lot of confidence and comfort in the relationship and the friendship, I was like, hey, like, you know, I just want to let you know this is what's happening. And I remember he looked at me and kind of had was a little bit shook <laughs> and then started asking me so many questions. And those questions to me, I remember they were so they're kind of challenging because I he started putting into um like into place, like the things that I'm I'm doing and then the things that Islam represents, essentially that religion represents, like abiding to a religion represents. And then he started talking to me a little bit about the past and then bringing in like the present. And by the past, I mean, talking about like the past things that, you know, we've experienced together and the things that we've done and then, you know, adventures and all that. And then the present is in like, um, like you haven't really changed, but I have seen some change. So this all makes sense. So he's basically putting the puzzle pieces together all in that conversation. And I remember when that started happening, I kind of, as the conversation was, you know, moving on, I remember feeling <laughs> dealt within myself as like a Muslim. Like I'm like started feeling again, is, is, is this even good enough? Like, am I good enough? Um, and I kind of started just starting doubting, like when I started taking my shahada within that moment, like these are things that were in my, like running through my mind, but I didn't communicate because these were just things that I wanted to keep to myself at the moment. And he was talking. So I was really trying to listen, 
but I started noticing the things that he was saying was having an effect on me, like mentally. And I felt that doubt. Like, I'm like, did I do it too soon? Am I not good enough yet? Should I have done more before I made this decision? And I remember just like that really feeling heavy for me and it did not go well uh, throughout my entire ride back home until I landed in my room. And I remember like laying in my bed and just taking a deep breath. And even now thinking about it, (laughs) I have to take a deep breath. And I just started bringing myself back and bringing awareness to the fact that the more open and honest I'm going to be about this that I made in my life, the more I have to be open and honest to the fact that like those around me are going to be affected by this change. So I can't like downplay that. I can't downplay their their feelings or that everything's going to be okay. Um, I think there's a certain point where I did that, where I'm like, oh, everything's will be okay. Like everyone's going to accept me or everyone's going to have to accept me or those who like, I really, um, my closest friends are going to accept me for who I am. It's like, yeah, like that, that's true. There's like truth to that, but there's also truth into like you also creating this, like, I think I creating like an expectation in this like weird, like la la land that like, they're going to be fine. And I feel like that's downplaying it. And I feel like I did that. And I, in that moment, I recognized that when I was laying in bed and I was like taking a breath. Um, I also reckon, recognized that this feeling of being overwhelmed and, and doubt, when it hit, I felt fear. Like I was like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I started almost second guessing my decision skills, decision-making skills. And then I tapped into this conversation that I had with my brother. I remember when I was talking to him, my older brother, he was, you know, we were on a walk and uh, it was at the same time, it was the time that I was telling him about me converting to Islam and he was like, I already knew. And and so we had a nice conversation. And in that conversation, there's a moment where he starts, where I expressed to him like, and I'm not done. I was like, "I'm, I'm continuing to like learn. I still have so much to learn. And he's like, as you should. And I remember when he said that, he said it was such conviction and that I was like, yeah, as I should, I should always be seeking knowledge. And then when I thought of that moment with my brother, and then I was thinking about the conversation I just had with my buddy, I was like, I didn't have all the answers and that's what instilled doubt in me. That's like, I wasn't able to answer all his questions. And I was like, well, what the heck? I'm not an expert. Like, I don't know everything. And so (laughs) I realized in that moment that feeling doubt in that situation, it was basically a calling for me. That's the way I took it um, for a deeper understanding and to continue to seek knowledge in, in Islam and to continue to grow as a Muslim and that to continue to bring forward and be open about the fact that this is an ongoing learning journey. But for whatever reason, in that moment, I like stumbled and I just couldn't feel good about what I was saying and the conversation. And so I recognize as well that naturally when it comes to change, 
the people I'm opening up to are are also going are maybe going to want to see more proof and evidence. And then I'm like, well, that's normal because like they're a human being, like they're curious. And then to me, I started even saying that too, because when I started thinking about the change that I made becoming a Muslim, I was learning about this long time ago. And it wasn't just Islam. I was learning about all of the religions. I remember taking courses in college and like, I was like super like intrigued and like interested. And I was like, oh yes, like I want to learn more about that. Continue diving in more. I want to learn a little bit about Hinduism and Buddhism because like I was learning yoga, I was becoming a teacher or I was thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, like I want to see where this came from. Started learning learning about Judaism, uh, tapped into more to Christianity, Catholicism, because that was naturally the the, the two religions I was was born to to know and, and learn about. And then, of course, Islam. And so then this started taking me and bringing me to this place where I'm like, well, I don't know everything. And so if people naturally want to see more proven evidence um i mean that's not weird because i also through my time of learning and growing and discovering i was also seeking evidence to substantiate this divine revelation this divine life this world world that i'm living in and so for me to maintain my practice of faith whenever i come across now these conversations that could potentially instill doubt in me i just tell myself like well i mean i have my own goals i have um committed to reading the quran i'm continuing my practice and so through reading the quran and learning and reading these messages from the prophets the sunnah and the quran they're they're a big part of my life now so I mean, for me, that's an essential as a Muslim. And for me, knowing that I, as a Muslim, am continuing to grow and to learn and I'm and I'm holding myself accountable to that. Well, that's me supporting and maintaining my practice of faith. So that confidence that I have is what really removes all those all those doubts now. But I needed that moment. I remember like I can never forget that moment because I remember just feeling like so alone because no one was there. It was just me and my buddy. We were just talking. All eyes were felt was were like on me. I felt like a sense of pressure that I had to know. And I remember just like slowly sulking down and <laughs> feeling helpless. Um, and so, you know, it, it was great. It was it was a great experience. It was a great interaction. I mean, we we're all cool. I remember, I remember. I think he noticed that something was happening to me as the conversation was was going because continuing because he looked at me. He's like, I'm not. I'm really not trying to like uh, make you feel bad or poor. And and I was like, no, no, like please continue because I also am so big on like. Yes, I want to be open. I want to open up the space for anybody, not just him. Eventually, like at the time, I was like, I eventually, inshallah, want to get to a place where like, I'm more than comfortable. I have the, like, to to have conversations, to invite people into my space and to talk to them and, and be own the fact that I'm like, hey, I don't know everything, but I do know somebody or I have heard of someone who's a scholar and expert on this. And I think that's what's going to help you and support you. And so that also leads me to um, the fact of like how I stay motivated is like I, whenever I think about certain situations, interactions and and that I've had and, and whenever I communicate to people about random things that I've, I'm going through as a Muslim or that I've, I've gone through as just in general as a person, um, I imagine like a positive outcome 
um, where the change goes well. So yeah, like change is complex. It can be at least like, you know, my experience, this isn't the first change that I've experienced. Another one outside of um, being like a Muslim is I was, I was, you know, I was going through a time and I remember always telling myself, like when I hit a specific age, I'm going to stop certain things. I just don't think they're going to serve me. And I don't think it's going to benefit my future, like my long, long-term life. Um, and I also don't think it's going to support my goals. So I wanted to stop specific things. And I remember I had a hard time putting forward this goal that I had in mind because, because those around me weren't really like on board. And I was shocked. I was like, what do you mean you're not on board? Like, how are they not on board? Because you're my friends. You should be on board. You're my family. You should be on board. Like, what are you talking about? And I think I, what I realized is I created this narrative of myself of like who I am as a person. And I was like, I don't know why my no is not being taken seriously. And maybe it could be my personality at the time. Like I was super like free and like joking about random stuff and um, I still think I'm funny and I still think I joke and I have that same energy, but it's just, it shifted a bit. It just changed. Um, and so I, there are certain things that I no longer wanted to partake in. And so again, it, it just, it, I remember thinking to myself, like, what the heck? Um, and so now, you know, as time went by, I realized when I reflect back in that moment, it's like, that might've been a big change. I mean, that was a big change for me. There's a big change in like how I was going to socially interact with my friends and family. You know, it was a big change in the experiences that we were going to have, the adventures that we could or can have. And so, again, it just goes back to like my change, asking myself, how is that going to affect those around me? Those the people that I'm closest to, the people I'm, I'm always with. So I think just imagining a positive outcome like really imagining it, whether that's like closing your eyes, visualization. I know people in sports, they do it. They visualize um, they tap into that and they really focus that whatever it is that they're about to do or whatever it is that they're going to do, it's going to go well and it's going to lead them to exciting opportunities. And so that's how I felt. That's how I also like stay motivated. It's just like I tell myself like now that, you know, whenever I'm thinking about a change in my life or a change in habit or a change in whatever, like anything else, um, it leads, it will lead to an exciting opportunity um, where I'm in the end, feeling super happy and super fulfilled. It could also be, I remember as like small as like maybe changing your haircut, your hairstyle. Like, you know, you feel like it's something new. Maybe you got bangs. And I remember I had bangs once upon a time back in the day as a kid. And I remember feeling like, yeah, like I felt so cool. I don't know if anyone watches the show Rugrats, but I felt like Angelica. I think that's her name. I hope I got that right. But I remember just feeling that. I remember feeling that as like a little girl, as a little kid. And I felt like I was so new and I was like, you know, portraying this person at the time I was also a kid. So I probably was a little more dramatic, but like, it's just, I remember certain people, kids at the time, they can be so mean. And they were saying things that maybe didn't make me happy, but I remember as a kid, for whatever reason, I just bounced back and I was like, heck, well, it, I'm happy. My twin at the time is like super happy. We got the same hair. <laughs> we got the same hairstyle. We're rocking it. It's fine. Um, so I think, you know, just, visualizing and knowing that in the end that whatever change that I, I I'm going to make is going to make me happy. That's the thing. That's the key thing that motivates me to continue to move forward, even when things get tough along the way. And it also allows me to, to um, 
think about my decision-making skills and to be confident in the decision-making skills and to, in, to be confident in my decision-making skills and be, to also have confidence in how it is that I, I'm going to lead myself through this, this journey and granting myself grace. Um, now, when I also, you know, talk or want to, you know, lean into the political and culture stuff that can get in the way um, of Islam, like in Islam, I know that I definitely experienced that. And when I say political, I say like, you know, whenever there's something behind the scenes that is happening within an organization, maybe people aren't getting along. And then when I think about culture, I'm, I'm talking and speaking to the fact that like, um, you know, there's a lot of traditions, there's a lot of rituals that can come with, you know, different cultures and backgrounds, and that can come into play. Um, and so I remember being like, super new learning about like Islam, um, in this case, for the story that I'm about to share. And those two things instantly got like, in the way of my learning. And I say that because I you can easily get sucked into choosing sides subconsciously. And I don't even think the people that are doing this or, or that are involved are fully aware because I truly, and I, you can, whatever, like I, I truly believe that people have the, you know, or the, the way people do things and present things to me, all of them had like the greatest intentions and we're doing it with love and we're doing it for, to, you know, to be generous with their knowledge. Um, and to support my growth. And so with that, I always like, I'm pretty easygoing, I like to say, and I, I just kind of, I don't really think about it too much. But when I do feel that rift, that like wave, uh, the current of all these like things that are happening and it's about to just, yeah, mixed up with Islam um, and not in the best way, I... I kind of just sit there, honestly. I, I don't really respond too much. I kind of just like listen because like I said, I even though I, I can see something happening and a lot of it has to do with like politics with like among people, um, especially when, you know, you're, you're required to make a choice. I know I've been put in that decision. I mean, in that in that position, you I feel like I, again, just kind of lean in into who I am as a person. Um, and sometimes I do see it as a red flag. Um, and then I ask myself, like, what is that red flag meant? Like, why, what does it mean? Like, why, why is it, why is it there? Then I ask myself, like, maybe I need to just top, uh, tap into my problem solving skills. Is there a way that I can maybe navigate this in a way that doesn't make something worse and it just doesn't interfere with the relationships that I have? And so that's how I deal with like the political stuff when people are trying to pull me from one direction or to another, um, and so I, I just, yeah, it's, it's very interesting cause it's, it's definitely a, a place where it does make me uncomfortable even still to this day. I think just the things that have helped me to navigate those kind of situations that involve a lot of like politics, um, is again, just taking a deep breath and being able to just see the positive out of it. Um, and so whatever usually gets said um, in those times or whatever decisions I have to make in those times because of whatever's happening behind the scenes, I I just tell myself, like, what, did it, what do I want to experience? I put myself first and I ask myself, what do I want to experience and what do I want to gain out of this? Yeah, it's selfish, but like when, when I think 
naturally something is happening and it has people involved or maybe have where there's conflict and and a lot of nonsense happiness silly silliness happiness silliness happening i think you just have to because i think in the end too like you may hate me for saying this but i think those people may also be selfish as well they may be like pulling you in a direction because it, it fits their needs and it's just it is what it is and it doesn't just happen within like a religion organization i think it also happens outside of it um i don't i, I think it's just something that it's natural it's it's it can happen in the workplace. It can happen like at home. It can happen in a social friend group, you know? Um, so because I know that I've experienced that outside of just like the religion um, and like within like family and like friends and work and whatever, I'm like, okay, well, this is normal. And the thing that I've learned to ask myself is what do I want to experience? And how am I going to make, how am I going to, what am I going to do to make sure that I can experience that? So do I want to be happy? It's like setting an intention. Do I want to, do I just want to go in and just establish peace? Like, do I want to make peace? Um, do I want to be like the neutralizer? Like, I don't know. Like, I think it just really depends on the situation and in the event that maybe you might be attending or the people that are involved. And then it's the same thing with culture too. I think for me, when, when it comes to culture, I think about the traditions and rituals that like people have in place and people have learned as they've grown up. And like, I think about their background. Um, and if I'm comfortable and if I feel like I've built enough rapport and relationship with the individual that I'm in contact with and, you know, I I'll get curious about like their, their lifestyle, their upbringing and the things that they know and the things that they love, because that to me is very telling of who they are and, and what their values are. And when it comes to being a part of a Muslim community, my experience is that like every Muslim that I'm in contact with, they embody a lot of like the Islamic principles, like they're super generous, they're super loving, they have great intentions, um, you know, they want the best for you and uh, they want to share a lot of what they know. Um, and sometimes, unfortunately, what can come off as like them sharing their take on the Quran's verses or the messages of God and somehow I don't even know how like I, I actually don't even know if they even know how they do it but it's like how it is that they are able to bring their culture or somehow bring in their their traditions like within their culture into like the Islam the Islamic view the Islamic way and so I find that very interesting and so um yeah I think I think what brings what what gets me kind of going there and what motivates me to find a little bit of laughter and like mobility in those kind of conversations because it can get awkward. I, I have experienced it. It's, for me, it, it can be really awkward is I just go back to the relationship that I have with God. And I also tell myself that if I'm curious about what this person's saying, then I'll go back and I'll just learn on my own. Um. And I'm just going to go and do my own homework, right? Um, so again, like it's it's really, I keep it pretty simple for myself. And I think that's what brings me a lot of ease. And alhamdulillah, I haven't been able to, I haven't really experienced a lot of doubt um, since my change, since converting into Islam. Um, and since like I've been growing as an individual, I don't, it's not really like a shock of like whatever the things that I do, I don't believe, at least that's just how I feel. But yeah, I think- when it, whenever politics and, and culture can get in the way of your learning, I think it's just re reminding 
myself to continue to think about my relationship with God and to think about my intent my intentions and what it is that I'm doing and finding confidence and peace in that. Because at the end of the day, it's your relationship with the creator, um, with your, you know, so yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm going to pause and, and, and stop there. Um, changing new doubts. Like it's, it's a, such a funny and interesting thing that is also just a big part of life. Um, and I've learned so much through feeling doubt twice throughout my learning journey of becoming a Muslim um, and change. Uh, I think I shared two experiences here, being a Muslim, but also, you know, stopping a habit, something that's going to help and support my my long-term goals. Um, and I think just in general, like as a human, um, you're, it's inevitable, again, inevitable to experience doubt once. You don't know everything. I don't know everything. And it's natural. So I hope you find comfort in that because I definitely, I definitely do. And it brings me a lot of peace. Anyways, thanks for doing, tuning into this episode. Um, it's been, it's been great. And I hope y'all can take away something from this. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Rising Convert. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time, inshallah.